This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. We're going to talk uh, hockey now with both our men's and women's Blackstick sides uh, in action over recent times. The men got as far as the World Cup quarterfinals in India while our women's side took on Spain and uh, Tauranga, losing 2-1. Now the game uh, rained out, unfortunately. Darren Smith is a man who's been around the game as both a player, coach, and currently the high-performance director at Hockey New Zealand. And he joins us now. Uh, good morning, Darren. Thank you for your time. G'day, Smithy. Good to, good to talk to you. OK, uh, let's uh, focus in, uh, on, the, uh, on the men, I think, to start with, because uh, their run at the World Cup was uh, pretty handy. Uh, including knocking out the hosts in a penalty shootout. What were your feelings then? Oh, I mean, it was a it was a fantastic World Cup to follow. Um, tough pool, so we were in with Chile, Malaysia, and, and uh, the Netherlands. Um, you know, we lost to the Netherlands in the end. Uh, we actually we actually lost to Malaysia in a in a pretty tightly contested uh, contest. So both teams have got quality to them, and, and Malaysia got that one. And then we beat Chile, so it meant we crossed over with with uh, India. In a knockout match, and, and the guys played really well uh, in front of a big home crowd in, in Bhubaneswar, and, and, um, and I thought we handled it well and uh, took our chances, defended particularly well, and, and, uh, and were always a threat with our pace and ability going forward. So, knocking India out in India was was pretty fantastic, and and then against Belgium we had our moments as well, and, and they they come with a heck of a lot of quality in that quarter final, um, so we couldn't quite get past them. But there were moments where we where we um, played well, and, and this is a young group as well, so it was good to good to see um, some some nice performances. So, how de- how developmental is it, uh, shall I say, for want of a better word, at the moment within this group? You mentioned young, um, you know, um, and an experience. Uh, so, what's it going to take to to uh, start uh, turning those results around and getting um, bigger scalps on a more regular basis? Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. I reckon. I, I, I think we're we're sitting amongst uh, a few sports where you you feel like you're being reborn a bit uh, out of COVID. Like even preparing into that Tokyo Olympic Games, it was done in isolation by ourselves with a lack of international uh, contact, and 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 that didn't really change for the group until we got to May last year, and then all of a sudden we had the ability to travel, but that travel came with huge expense. Um, the cost of airfares, the cost of accommodation, just actually getting out of the country to be able to play internationally just hit you uh, from a bank balance perspective. So it, it, it's been a bit of a grind over over 2022 into preparing for this uh, World Cup. And what you've also seen is just a shift in, in uh, the, the playing personnel there, and, and particularly in the midfield. The midfield was experienced in Tokyo. That's been turned over. You've got you know, guys like Hayden Phillips and Sean Finlay and Hayden Sirakaya uh, running that midfield with Joey Morrison making his debut. So, you know, that, that's a, a, a different-looking uh, team to what it was a year or so back. And, you know, what you want now is, 
for that talent that's coming through, and it's supported by some experienced guys. I mean, Simon Childs was at the World Cup um, playing well, and you know, Blair Tarrant and Kane Russell and Nick Woods. I mean, they're vastly experienced. You just want for that team to start to gel and, and get consistent. And once you have that consistency, you, you, it's a bit tougher to beat, and and, uh, and, and things start to uh, flow your way a bit more. Darren, how much uh, hockey are our, our men in particular playing uh, away from the international scene? Well, not not too bad, um, and and it's an area that we're we're looking at um, hard from a a, um, a elite domestic perspective, just to make sure that the players that are sitting just beneath the black sticks, but also the black sticks players, are able to get really good level domestic competition. So we're looking at that. Um, hard and, and, and how we, we go about that. We've got quite a number of the men and the women playing professionally in Europe, um, so that's a extremely high level and they get to live and breathe hockey. And then in between those European um, windows, so you know they'll play professionally in Europe for five months, in between that, that's where the largest amount of content of our black sticks is. You know, that's where we play most of our test matches or when we have most of our, our contact days so for a black stick, they're, they're getting a high amount of hockey most of the time throughout the year. And then what we have to make sure is that the junior black sticks or the pathway and the elite domestic game is an area that we can just get a bit better um, so that we're um, getting that pathway uh, fed with good hockey as well. It's interesting, actually, because... You know, with a lot of sports, you, you look at our youth or those players who are perhaps at university-level age uh, head to America, um, of course, and, and go through the NCAA college system there. What is, are there any like pathways uh, for hockey? Mm-hmm. So you can you can go to America for female hockey. So uh, field hockey's got scholarship opportunities in America. Um, so some of our Kiwi athletes head up there. You know what, what we what we try and do is you know as you as you come towards the end of secondary school and come out of secondary school, uh, we we try and have our our junior black sticks and and those national uh, programs humming and and have uh, plenty of opportunity for a, a broad amount of players. So not getting too specific in our selection initially in that junior black stick space. And and you're talking about seventeen, eighteen. 19-year-olds that are starting to think about whether they want to be a top hockey player. You know, once they once they start to look into the black sticks or they get the opportunities with the black sticks, that's when the European um, contracts start to be an option for them. And some of them will take up that. But there's also some people that want to study and, and, um, and finish their tertiary education and remain in New Zealand. And, and for both pathways, we want to be able to um, facilitate them. You know, so if you want to play professionally in Europe and be up there, we want to be able to make sure that you're monitored and looked after and you're part of the Black Sticks. And if you're here in New Zealand, we want to make sure that you're getting top competition and be able to prepare to play well for the Black Sticks. So there are those opportunities, some of the overseas, and it's just the right ones. And, and, and whether you go there or whether you base yourself here. Right, OK, let's uh, look at um, the Black Sticks as such. Right, uh, after the World Cup, ranking um, is, is now 10th. Uh, next goal, of course, uh, Olympic qualification. Tell us about the pathway looking towards that from here on in. 
So both both programs are the same. So they they uh, go into an Oceania Cup against a tough opponent. So the Kookaburras and Oggy Roos are the the national teams in Australia. So we'll play them here in New Zealand in August, and that'll be winner takes all. So last time that happened, it was in 2019 for the Tokyo Olympics, and the, the Kookaburras, the men for Australia, beat us, and and for the women. Uh, the Black Sticks beat the Hockey Roos. So, you know, we'll match up in August. If, if we qualify, great, we're in. So, continent qualifier, get to go to Paris. If, if we don't get that, then there's going to be two eight-nation tournaments uh, that will take place in January 2024. The top three from each of those tournaments will pick up the remaining six spots in the Olympic Games. So, 12-team competition, five continental qualifiers, one host, and then you've got the six spots from the qualifying tournaments. We, we, we will bid to try and host uh, one of those uh, qualifying tournaments. So if it is required, then it would be great to have it here uh, in summer uh, in, in New Zealand. If we don't require it, then, then we're there, and that's fantastic as well. Okay, look, uh, you, uh, Darren, you took uh, the, the women's uh, black sticks to the Commonwealth Games last year as the uh, interim uh, head coach. Uh, what did you learn about our, our depth there and our future when you were hands-on? I mean, I was, I was really impressed with that group. You know, I took it took it up pretty late and I and, uh, got the opportunity to uh, coach them in that uh, Trans-Tasman series in, in April and, and, and I was impressed with the group that were there. And, and then I thought we were reasonably um, successful through the two tournaments, although... You know, when you get to the Commonwealth Games, you get to those semi-finals and third and fourth. You you want to have a medal, and and you know we finished fourth, which you know for for, for us is, is a bit disappointing. Even though I actually thought we we played uh, some good hockey, and and um you know what was happening on the pitch uh, wasn't uh, um, disappointing. Not getting a medal is so. Yeah, I was really pleased with with what came through that group, there was a, a decent sort of turnover from Tokyo with players. So, so some of our very best uh, weren't playing in that in that group. They'd either retired or, or weren't available. And so we were able to bring through some players and they actually performed pretty well. And then we've seen that continue on with the Spanish series. So, you know, we've been lucky enough that they've travelled down here and um, had the one test, but also played a, 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 a three other warm-up matches against our national squad as well and so it's given an opportunity for quite a few players to play against Spain and, and um, yeah so I, I think the women's program's in pretty good health and um, came through the Commonwealth Games with plenty of talent and a, a reasonable performance and, and then watching them against uh, Spain in, in, uh, in January and then on to the Pro League um, you know in February it, it, it's, in, it's in pretty good health. Yeah, they play. Uh, what, they play the United States and China later this month in Wellington, which is an exciting opportunity. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Phil Burrows has started up with with the the team and um, rest of the staff are consistent from 2022, uh, and, and the, the the playing group is pretty consistent from 2022. So, been a good chance against Spain for Phil to get his feet under the desk, and you know just. Just start to get to know the staff and the players, and and, uh, and get his hands hands on on um, the tactics and, and how they're going to play, and, and then we get another 
good battery of matches uh, over the last two weeks of, of February in Wellington against China and USA, so quality opponents and some good hockey uh, for Phil to start to get things uh, all prepped up for qualification. I like um, the the uh, term high performance, and you see it across um, most sports, particularly in New Zealand these days, cricket, rugby, etc. People dealing with with the elite. How do you mention? Uh, or how do you measure your KPIs uh, in terms of that? Is it is it by the achievement from a team point of view, uh, Darren, or or is it more on what you tend to suggest is is growing beneath? Yeah, I mean, I, the the easiest way to, uh, I guess, measure yourself is, is what you're doing on the pitch. So how much attacking position do you have? How many opportunities? How many penalty corners? What's your penalty corner execution? How do you defend? How do you defend the circle? All that stuff is actually uh, easy to measure, and we measure that every test, you know, so we can give players quality feedback and we can look at our tactics and look where we're struggling and look, and look where we're going well. So we'll do that uh, constantly. The stuff that I reckon with a high-performance environment, which is a bit more difficult to measure or try and help with, is, is just creating that environment where people can get good at hockey, so play some bloody good hockey, but also they have that, I guess, balance in their life. So they're able to start getting ready for their career or they're able to have quality relationships or they're able to actually feel you know, good off the pitch. And, and that's an area which I think is a bit more difficult to measure, but it's actually critically important. Uh, I mean, we, we've made a massive shift in what we're doing with our high-performance environment, and, and, and we want our players to play well, and so do they. And they want to internationally play really well, uh, and particularly at pinnacle events. But we also are mindful that, you know, whether centralising our 25 men and 25 women into Auckland and, and training them the way they were... Uh, was the right thing to do, and, and that's been a, a big shift in the last 12 months where we have decentralised the program. Um, but what we've tried to do is, is I guess, uh, um, in, increase the, the communication and the feedback and the monitoring and, and, um, and try and have our players so they're really well supported to play good hockey, but they also have that control over their lives and they're able to make some decisions uh, rather than, I guess, the decision being taken out of their hands, which is you're a black stick, you're up to you're up to Auckland, and, and here's your training program. So it's a, I reckon it's a it's an interesting one, but then and um, one we're really grappling with and trying our hardest to uh, put in place uh, where you know we're able to I guess measure our environment a little bit more and and um, and marry that up with you know the the thing that's a bit easier, which is measuring hockey and whether you're doing the outputs in hockey to win win matches. So, um, yeah, it's a long-winded answer, I reckon, mate. Like, it's, it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm finding a, a, a lot of my time is just it's just spent at the moment just trying to grapple with that and just try and set the environment for the future. Very challenging indeed. Uh, quite clearly, though, uh, that Black Sticks brand is... Uh, Etched within you, mate, um, with a proud history of it. Um, <clears throat> by and large, um, you know, we look at hockey and we think uh, Commonwealth Games, Olympic cycles, which are two-year cycles, two-year cycles, etc., like that. Yeah, how hard is it uh, in those in-between times to uh, to try and attract uh, people, sponsorship, etc., to the sport? Yeah, I mean, I reckon 
look, you're working bloody hard, and and I do, I think, you know, there's there's a a fair few sports that are resetting after COVID, and trying to, you know, just just to, um, figure out what the path is forward, and um, and we're no different. Um, you know, like the Commonwealth Games, fantastic tournament, uh, and and we've got a rich history and performance in the Commonwealth Games and. And the Olympic Games, you know, we, we, we've qualified for the Olymp- every Olympics since uh, 2004. That's both teams, which is fantastic. And, and um, you know, we've got two pinnacle events there, Commonwealth Games, Olympic Games, every two years where you can really aim up and have a crack at. The Pro League has helped us, you know, so the Pro League gives um, content to us to be able to attract, you know, fans and, and also sponsors. The other one, which I think is a great event, is the World Cup. Um, you know the men's just completed it and, and the women completed it in uh, late June, early July uh, last year. So it's another pinnacle event for, for hockey. You know, so hockey, hockey's it's full of health in terms of what's offered internationally and and, um, and playing the game. And then we we just have to continue to to work hard to just bring it bring it to the forefront for people to watch, and also to uh, attract. You know the financial dollar just to support our programs and, and make sure that our, our athletes are able to keep, keep uh, their, their mind on hockey um, and, and, and being able to push forward into the future. Interesting uh, chatting to you, Darren. I really appreciate your time. I know the challenges uh, uh, that involved are quite extensive at times, but uh, exciting with a world uh, an Olympic qualifying year coming up. So uh, we look forward to the progress and the results uh, beginning, of course. Um, uh, of course, with that series in Wellington coming up for the Black Sticks women. Exciting. Uh, hey, thanks very much for enlightening us uh, on uh, the hockey scene in general. It's been great. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Steve Smithy. Cheers, man. Look after yourself. Go well. Darren Smith there, the boss of uh, high performance for uh, Hockey New Zealand, uh, the director there. Uh, many, many challenges, of course, uh, the halcyon days of the Olympic gold medal days, etc. and everyone jumps on the bandwagon there. It's that work in between times. Uh, that he's responsible for, for making sure um, our performance levels, our excellence levels uh, stay constant and improve. So we've got to get those rankings up throughout the year. That's uh, one of those number one goals.